0: Welcome to HF 101, 15 minutes on FAFSA. And if you don't know what FAFSA is now, you'll know all you need to know by the end of this 15 minutes. This is the third episode in a four-part series preparing HF students for the next steps after graduating Homewood-Flossmoor High School. I'm your host, John Elfner, and in this episode, we are gonna talk about, wait for it, funding college. There's a lot that goes into funding college, but the first step for anyone looking at college is having the family fill out what's called a FAFSA form. If you filled out a FAFSA form already, you'll know it's tedious. And if you haven't, you'll know everything you need to know to make it a little more simple as you're going into it. Funding college can be one of the scariest parts of the process. It can feel scary to think about the costs of a college education, but HF has two full-time post-secondary college and career counselors to help with that challenge, Brad Kane and Kevin Coy. I hope by the end of this episode you've learned so much about FAFSA and how to do it properly that rather than being stressed, you'll feel like this. So let's get started. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I recommend that you go back and listen to those first because this episode builds on those two. But let's do it. It's time to get started. Let's talk about FAFSA. FAFSA stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid and for anyone going to college filling out a FAFSA form is a must and a state requirement for graduation from high school. Having filled out FAFSA forms for my own kids, let me assure you that it isn't a whole lot of fun, but it shouldn't be something that scares parents either and the results of your FAFSA application could amount to tens of thousands of dollars in financial aid. So let's get straight to Brad and Kevin, our two
1: college counselors. You remember them from previous episodes. My name is Brad Kane, and I'm a college consultant at Homewood-Fostmore High School.
2: My name is Kevin Coy, and I'm a college consultant at Homewood-Flossmore High School, and I've been in the position for 10 years.
1: Let's begin
0: with FAFSA, and Brad and Kevin are here to tell you all about it.
1: When we talk about finances in college, I like to use an example of car shopping a lot. As we drive by a car dealership, we see a sticker price on the window. And very similar, when you look at a college website, you will see sticker price. But we also know that both of those examples is not what we're gonna pay when we purchase a car or we head off to college. Very important to remember that. With the car shopping, we wheel and deal. Colleges don't wheel and deal, but they do use something called the FAFSA.
2: The FAFSA, Free Application for Federal Student Aid, it is definitely something that is, I would say, necessary. It is a necessary evil, I would say.
1: And the FAFSA is a financial aid calculator that's created by the government to help families figure out how much college is actually gonna cost them out of pocket. And so this calculator looks at taxes, it looks information, it looks at assets, it looks at income in the family, all kinds of different pieces go into this big formula to spit out a final number that will actually be what I call out of pocket cost. Family fills out this document. It allows the family to see what kind of loans they will qualify, grants if the family has qualified for them, Things like work-study, an on-campus job would be done through this. Additional scholarship or merit dollars would come through this document that's created called the Student Aid Report. That Student Aid Report is the final document that shows the family what it will cost them from sticker price to actual out-of-pocket cost.
2: It's something that does take a little bit of time. There's a data retrieval tool that makes the process a little bit more streamlined.
1: It is painful. Uh, I will say it has gotten much better over the years. There's things like the data import tool that pulls uh, information directly from your taxes and drops it into the, um, the FAFSA report. It saves it saves a lot of stress and, and, and time. But October can be a very stressful time uh, for families uh, because it is extra work that everyone has to be involved with. And it does take time, but it is necessary. And I would encourage families to to complete that document. For the FAFSA, we need to make sure that we focus on the month of October. October 1st is when the FAFSA actually opens. You don't wanna do that before that timeline. Uh, But we have that month of October for recognition of the FAFSA completion month. And we also encourage families to do it as early as possible in uh, October. And the simple point of that is because the more dollars are available as we start in October. As we move away from October, November grant dollars start to disappear. And institutional monies can also start to disappear. So we encourage them to start in, in October and, and move through that as quickly as possible.
0: That's a lot, but let me assure you that it's very important. You can find what you need to learn more about FAFSA on our website that's linked to this episode. Or you can just give Kevin and Brad a call. If they can't answer your question, they can help you get to something called ISAC, which can answer all your questions.
2: ISAC is the Illinois Student Assistance Commission and they are pretty much what runs the funding for the state of Illinois. What they'll do is they'll assist families with filing the FAFSA, answering any specific questions that they may have regarding the FAFSA, parents that may have assets that they don't know if they have to include that on the FAFSA. Those are type of things that ISAC will be able to help a family with.
1: We have the ISAC organization will actually come out and help families fill out this financial aid document. They will go through things with families. This is a free service, does not cost anyone anything. Many times we will recommend that a family reaches out to ISAC or we will get you in contact with our representative that works directly with our school.
0: And speaking of representatives from ISAC, home of Flossmoor High School has a graduate from the class of 2017 who worked as an ISAC representative for many years. Her name is Miranda Scott and she can answer any question that we have about FAFSA. Take it away, Miranda.
3: The intention behind the application is for students to apply and receive federal and state funding for going to school. It recognizes that not everybody can afford to pay an out-of-pocket cost to go to a four-year or two-year or even a trade school. This is kind of the way for state governments and federal governments to offer assistance to people who know that they cannot pay full tuition at these institutions.
0: Having worked with parents who are filling out FAFSA forms, she knows how hard it can be.
3: I recognize that the FAFSA application can be quite a beast, especially when you first happen upon it because they ask you a lot of questions, a lot of financial questions that you may not always have the answers to right there in one sitting you will need your tax information for the year prior. So whatever year we're currently in, you will use your previous year's tax information. You will just need social security numbers for both parent and children, whoever you're filling the FAFSA application out for. And those are really the two biggest pieces of information that you will need.
0: Although filling out a FAFSA form can be a challenge, Miranda tells me that it's actually gotten easier in the last couple years with something called the IRS Data Retrieval Tool.
3: FAFSA does try to make this process easier by offering the IRS Data Retrieval Tool. Now it is a little finicky, but if it works perfectly then you should be able to pull your tax information directly from the IRS's website and then all of the Questions that pertain to your taxes will be auto-filled with retrieved from IRS.
0: We've already heard Brad and Kevin say that the October 1st date is very important, but Miranda really stressed to pay attention to this date and get your work started on FAFSA then.
3: The most important date to remember for the FAFSA application is October 1st because every year on October 1st, the FAFSA application opens up for the next school year. And so as a senior who is graduating, you want to fill it out that year.
0: But Miranda sees very responsible and maybe a little bit eager parents sometimes try to fill out FAFSA before October 1st, and that could cause problems.
3: One thing that we always encounter is confusion between the previous year's FAFSA being open and then the next year's FAFSA being open. So you just want to make sure that on October 1st, after you create a login and get into your FAFSA application account, that you are clicking the button for the correct school year. So not the school year that you're currently in, but again, the next school year. And then you're able to access the application.
0: So take Miranda's advice. Make sure you're not filling out that FAFSA form before October 1st. But also, you don't want to wait too long.
3: The biggest thing for us when we talk to students and parents and let them know that now's the time to apply is knowing that funds are first come, first serve. You want to remember October 1st because if funds run out, even if you are eligible to receive them, you will either not receive as much or you won't receive anything at all.
0: You might be thinking, this is getting a little stressful. Don't do it before this date, but make sure you do it by this date. But Miranda emphasized it's totally worth the stress.
3: This is a great way for institutions to offer your child all of the institutional aid that they are eligible for.
0: She also warns against making this mistake.
3: One of the biggest deterrents for people to not fill out the FAFSA is because parents often believe that they make too much to receive any money from the FAFSA application. However, I always try to reinforce that universities use your FAFSA information to also offer you aid.
0: Did you catch that? This is really important. Even if you don't qualify for federal aid, colleges use the FAFSA application to determine the tuition for your child.
3: So colleges use this information that you input on the FAFSA to also offer students scholarships.
0: And there's one more mistake that Miranda sees when people are filling out FAFSA that you want to be sure to avoid.
3: By far the biggest mistake that I've seen that people make regarding the FAFSA application is not acknowledging that both a parent and their child need their own separate accounts. I know that this is typically a task that a parent would take care of because it requires so much of the parent's financial information. However, it is still recognizing that the ch- it's the child's application. And so you need your own social security number and your own email address in order to make an account. What happens is parents will make an account for their child and use their email address instead of the child's email address, and then it's very hard to get into accounts.
0: Miranda's right, that's an easy mistake to make. I made it the first time I filled out a FAFSA form for my oldest daughter.
3: And so in order to avoid that, we try to make it very clear that parents use your email address for your account and for your child's account, use their email address, or if they do not have one, you can always create one. If all else fails, if you are very confused by the FAFSA application and you have more questions, you can always, always, always reach out to your college and career counselors because they are very well-versed in helping you navigate everything post-secondary. And again, they do have outside resources, being at ISAC or anybody that they can recommend you to if. You know you need one-on-one help or anything like that
0: Miranda has one
3: final piece of advice for you don't be deterred you have the provided resources HF is very good at providing those resources to you so you can absolutely do it I have faith in each and every parent to help their child get through this confusing time of their senior year and have smooth sailing as soon as they graduate and all the tears can come once you actually get them on their college campuses and you have to say goodbye and help them move in.
0: A big thanks to Miranda Scott for sharing all that information with us. Thanks so much, Miranda, and I'm starting to feel a little more peaceful myself. And I know I'm not the only one. I talked to two HF faculty members who've recently sent their kids off to school and went through the FAFSA process. Katherine Cook and Tom Cicero both faced the challenge of getting through the FAFSA process. Let's hear from them.
4: I got in touch with Brad because I've heard other students talk about their experience with the college counselors here and I knew that they could answer my questions that I had rather than me calling someone that may not know I had the resource right here that knew the answers that I wanted.
5: I had a blank slate all day. I walked around as though I did not have to do the FAFSA at the end of the day. I can remember finding any activity I could involve myself in in order to not sit down at this computer and start to type keystrokes.
4: My first step was obviously filling out the FAFSA form. He kind of guided me through that a little bit.
5: There's so many you know passwords and different pin numbers and I have to have my own and then Trinity had to have her own. If I could have hidden in a corner as I was sitting there getting ready to start that would be what I would have done.
4: I've always sent kids to college through the football spectrum, um, but I've never done it through the parent spectrum and and that's why uh, I had a lot of different questions for Brad and he helped me out a lot.
5: We got a lot of advice from her college counselor who was Kevin Coy. Like he was a life saver. Helping us to really just find a process by which we stayed organized. So just making sure that we kept everything really organized. Knowing that it's okay to be stressed out and that I could fall back on whatever I needed from him.
4: My, my experience with ISAC was awesome. I actually was able to email her my estimated family contributions and things like that, and she was able to check over everything for me, just through email and correspondence. And, and she did find one mistake on my FASFA form where I accidentally marked my son as married, and he's not married, obviously, and uh, And we were able to correct that. It didn't affect anything either way, positive or negatively. But
5: Doing it every year, I'm not going to lie, that was... Um, but I was like, this is the best kept secret. Wait a minute, I got to do this again? <laughs> I definitely felt there was some relearning I had to do from what we had already tried to establish. And of course, because you've only done it that once and then all of this time goes by and you do it again later.
4: Just having that that sense of, hey, I had someone double check my stuff is invaluable to me. It was totally free and it was one of those things that it just felt a lot less stress after she did it.
5: Kevin's like, don't worry, here's, remember you did this before, here's the process. And then it, it, it didn't feel so painful.
4: I, I think some of us as parents, I, and I, I'm guilty of this, thinking that my 17, 18 year old son can do a lot of this on his own. I, I think as a parent, I've definitely learned that you have to be on the forefront with them. Um, you have to almost walk their hand through this process, even though they're going to college and you're, they're gonna be an adult. I found out that I, I feel I feel better knowing that I'm part of the process now because if he was I himself, I don't know if he'd be able to answer all these questions or even ask these questions.
5: It also helped to engage Trinity in the process a little bit more too. So even with that, you know, Kevin was like, hey, I know that you're taking the reins to this, but this is also her education. So how can we make sure we're, you know, teaching her this process as well because it's really important.
4: If I was a parent of a junior, And I had one piece of advice, I would say, schedule an appointment with Brad King, Kevin Coy, early. And I could promise you that that weight on your shoulders of how am I gonna pay for college, they can alleviate a lot of that. There's a lot that they can do that can take the stress off of you as a parent through the whole process.
0: Do you feel that? Wow, I think it's working. I'm feeling less stressed already. Well, I think we only got one more thing to do, and that's our regular feature, One Minute with Wakely. That's where we hear from Dr. Scott Wakeley, who talks for one minute about the subject of today's episode, FAFSA. Let's get the clock ticking. Are you ready, Dr. Wakeley?
6: On your marks, get set, go. So FAFSA is an important gateway to the college process that a lot of people may be apprehensive about going through the process and completing it. However, it is a necessary component, I guess a necessary evil, (laughs) that that needs to be done and there is uh, money to be found. All high school students are required to fill out a FAFSA as a requirement. Uh, It is a state law in Illinois and so that's something that our college counselors and and the rest of our counseling department work with our students to ensure that uh, we have the, the greatest number of of assistance to our students, uh, which is not something that other high schools have, Um, but that FAFSA process is really important to us, and it should be kind of the first thing that we do. You know, I had to complete the FAFSA process with all three of my children, didn't enjoy the process, but uh, once it's done, it's really a great opportunity for, for our students to get financial assistance for college.
0: Man, you got that in just under the buzzer, Dr. Wakely. Great job and thank you for that advice. Well, that brings us to the end of our third episode and certainly the most stressful yet, FAFSA. I hope this episode made you feel a little bit more comfortable with everything that goes into FAFSA and I hope that the music you're hearing right now reflects your mood. And whatever questions you have left, you know where to go. It's easy. Just give the school a call and ask for Kevin Coy or Brad Kane, your college and career counselors. Before I go, I want to encourage you to go to hfhighschool.org. Search for college planning on the HF website, and you'll find everything you need to know to help you with post-secondary planning. Or click on the link in this podcast episode description, and it'll get you right there. Our next episode is going to focus on something that might be a little more fun, people giving you money. And that is to say, we'll be talking about scholarships. My time is up. Thank you for sticking with us on this extra long episode of HF 101. Until next time, make it a great day to be a Viking.